The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 71. Yay! Geriatric. I was going to say absolutely nothing special about episode 71, except this is the episode that, like, the grandkids will come to visit maybe once in a while with their parents. But other than that, it's just kind of like you're alone in the home. But, but the whole time you're like, I want to leave. I got to get out of here. And like, like most retirement homes, you look out your window and you literally see a cemetery in the backyard. Okay, anybody who plans, like, plans that is just a morbid piece of shit. Yeah, you're just faced with your own mortality every day. Anyways, your your podcast is likely going to die soon, as Chris and... And Savannah and uh, me being older, it's not... Uh, but then also, you're a male, so it's really a toss-up who's going to die first. And I have, like, a bunch of health problems anyway. Me. Diabetic, celiac, and one kidney that I was born. I wasn't. Born, I was only born with one kidney. There's a, another fact of the day. Dang, um, enlarged one too. So there you go. I'm ambidextrous, so I'll just fight off all the diseases with my fists. Oh, you can like double tap with guitar and everything with both hands. Probably. Well, you can do that later because we actually have an album to review today. Uh, For episode 71, yes, welcome to the show. And today we are looking at Steely Dan's album, Countdown to Ecstasy. So thank you very much for joining us and hanging out and going to be checking out this album with us if you indeed are. So if you do, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow, all of those things. Really do help build a musical community that you know that we're trying to build every single week. Brick by brick by guitar by string by old caskets by understandable uh analogies yes yeah, casket by casket that's how we're building this community you know you know there's a kiss casket and it's like thousands and thousands of dollars just to get buried in a casket that's been airbrushed with kiss that to me is like the same as meeting gene simmons i fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> okay I, 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 I do hate that. i've seen it before and I, I i think it's the dumbest thing in the world just kind of like the icp coffin it's like like archaeologists are gonna dig it up and then they're gonna put this whole backstory lore to it without knowing that all it was was a marketing gimmick. For a shitty disco demon band. That's, That's it. We're doing we're doing Kiss's Dynasty soon. Ooh, I hope you're ready for F tier album. <laughs> Anyways, we're not doing Kiss today. We are doing Steely Dan, as I mentioned before. So uh, if you like what you hear today, as I said, you can do all those things to really help out the show. Uh, get boots boosts up in the algorithms of certain places and like all the audio stream places, video like YouTube, and of course social media over at Rate the Record Podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok helps us over there too. So do everything that you can. It's all free. It's all easy to do. It only takes a moment of your time. I know time is precious, apparently, but the way that we're hinting at it today, but oh, it only boy. takes a moment. That's all we need. But also, if you do feel like uh, uh, helping us out just a little more than just doing the free stuff, there is the paid option, which is ko-fi.com slash the record. You can go over there, join the RTR club. Five bucks a month will get you in and a bunch of bonus content and a bunch of things where we say, like, we'll say thank you and like put your name in a card and shout you out in the show and everything like that. And uh, we'll review one of your band songs if you have one. So go ahead and do that. Or you can do a one-time donation. Regardless, it's optional. Check it out. And all of that can be found at Rate the record.ca. I was going to say Kofi.com again, but no. Yes, Rate the record.ca. Yes. Everything is found there. Yes. Yes, it is. And if it's not, well, we don't have it. 
Yeah, so I mean, everything I, I listed should be the only things you find there. And on yes. top of that, there is also the album request form, which you could do. Uh, so make sure if you want to request request an album, go over there, check that out, fill it out. Maybe we will get to doing it. Or, or, or there's also the album giveaway page that we have that you can, or the form, I should say, that you can go do that for March 2023. I know March is almost over. You're running out of time to fill in your ballot for a copy of Bush's 16 stone, fresh, clean, brand new vinyl, never before taken out of its cellophane wrapping. It can be yours. So with what time is left, go ahead, check that out, fill out the form. Good luck if you do enter. And all of those links can also be found down in the description below if that's just easier for you. Please enter. We are we do not live in a warehouse to store these albums. We need someone to give it to. So if you're like, hmm, I really don't want a Bush album. Yes, you do. You yes, absolutely you do. do. Even if you didn't think you didn't want one, you definitely do. You definitely do. Yeah. But don't listen to our review of it before you get the album. Just listen to it on your own accord without two morons telling you what to think. Or you can listen to us and prove us wrong and tell us why we're wrong about it. I mean, yes, please. Because I also do link to the episode in the request form. I mean, the uh, giveaway form. So I mean, it's well, you really there. fucked up. You done fucked up. I'm trying to reference it. <laughs> Callbacks to previous episodes. That's how you get more views. Wink at of, the camera. Of course. Well, anyways, if you've been here before, you know this is all we do is we banter and we just waste time and everything before we actually get to the album itself. So, hey, welcome back. We're glad that you like it enough to be here again. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and album. But if you're new here, yes, that's exactly what you can expect, everything I just said. So, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope you have fun. Be a part of the community. Let us know what you think of all the music, not just today's episode, but all the past ones, too. But chances are you that means you don't know what we do here on the show. So, each week, Savannah and I will take an album, and we will like be completely at random like just random pick whatever like today's kind of is we can do anniversary albums too like we did last week for depeche mode songs of faith and devotion that one was turning 30 so hey we took a look at it and also we do requests as kind of mentioned before so yeah we uh you fill out the request form we will maybe do it just depending on what it is we have like i don't want to say strict criteria a little bit but anyways, we will take an album, we'll discuss it at length from and front to back, rate the we'll rank the song, and then we'll rate the record. Yeah, I was just ignoring you this time, I was just going to go about my own agenda. Yeah, well, you were, because you were taking forever. And I also noticed that you were sitting very silently, not saying anything, like, you're, you're going to jump in at some point. <laughs> She's up to something, I can tell. Yeah, by your non-emotion, non-moving body language looking at myself in the uh in the monitor and i'm just like mm-hmm. you're cute i know you're lying because you can't even watch yourself back on a video anyways so i know oh, yes, i can you're lying. i have a i have a perfect setup it's fantastic i see well if you're so damn perfect then you'll be able to tell us a little bit about today's steely dan album and something along the lines of that Something, something, something. Steely Dan is a rock band from New York founded in 1971. Donald Fagan and Walter Becker, rest in peace, have been the only constant members since they decided to retire from live performances in 1974. The band started when Donald Fagan walked by Walter Becker playing electric guitar and just asked if he wanted to start a band. If only it were that easy. That was like me when I was 13. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was that easy when I was a kid. Steely Dan released their debut album, Can't Buy a Thrill, in 1972, and the template was laid. The album used elements of rock, Latin, jazz, R&B, and more straightforward blues. 
as was the standard for the time, only a year later, their sophomore album, Countdown to Ecstasy, was released and it was actually not received as well as their debut. It was thought that the reason was because it was recorded hastily on tour. Countdown to Ecstasy was released in July 1973 and was produced by Jerry Gary Katz. My mistake. Singles from the record are Showbiz Kids and My Old School. The album only has eight songs. Only two of them are, would be singles. Wikipedia outlines a lot of the lyrical content, as Steely Dan has been known for social commentary, ironic observations, and satirizations. But that's not what we do here, so let's see what our good friends at All Music rated the album. A five out of five. What a surprise. They loved it. Rolling Stone also gave the album a five out of five, and the Chicago Tribune gave it a four out of five. The album hit number 35 on the pop albums chart in 1973. And little tidbit, Rick Derringer played the slide guitar in Showbiz Kids. Maybe that's why it was a single, but I can't get Real American out of my head now. So thank you, Mr. Derringer. All right, then. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just listening to that. And just like, first off, um, you, you said it wasn't like all that well received. And you're like five yeah. out of five across the board. Blah, right. Blah, like, I know. Blah. And I got that all from the same thing. And I was like, who said it was shit, though? Like maybe it wasn't really well received in comparison to their first one. But I mean, every uh, every star rating I saw was like a th- least three and a half if not four and higher. So I don't know what kind of crack they were on, but. And when I'm just hearing like that out of all the songs, I expected to be a single, like I hear showbiz kids and I, you know what? We'll get to that when we get there. We will get to it. I have some, we will get to it. All right. Well then we'll have to get to it eventually, but we got to do it by starting the album first. So let's do it. Song number one, but is this, but, but is whatever. Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. I, I, I can actually hear him singing in my head now too. But yeah, that that's the, but that's the, <laughs> it's the only way that I know how to pronounce it is just by listening to the song. You know, when when he says that in the song, like not in the very first line, but like a yep. little later on in the chorus when he says it like once or twice, I when I, without reading the lyrics, I, I originally thought he was saying what is up? And I'm like, <laughs> why is he saying it like this? I almost gave the song a zero for that. And I was like, oh, it's another word. Okay, good. I thought he was being an idiot. Oh, he's singing the title. Oh, okay. What is, what is that? What is that? It's like, what are you fucking Italian or something? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great start to the oh, album. Oh, oh my god. I'm just oh my god. I'm just imagining that. Just like like a super stereotypical Italian just doing that with the hand movement. That's how he plays guitar with the like with his pick. He just takes that that and just like that. It's like, wow, that's gonna make the wrist really tired. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. So I, right. had, I had to hold that up to the camera so it didn't look good. <laughs> Thank you. Seeing how I chose the album, and there's only eight songs, I'm curious to see what you think. So I'm going to have you start every single one. So what did you think of this song? Well, I'll, I'm going to start off by saying that, like, I am familiar with Steely Dan, and I obviously know, like, a lot of his bigger hits and everything like that. Off camera, I was telling you my least favorite song, though, is R- Ricky Don't Lose That Number. But I do I do know a number uh, of his songs. Um, their and I know- songs. It's, their, a, yes, it's yes. like it's like Billy Talent. <laughs> it's the band. It's a, it's a whole the band. Well, I can call exactly. him Steely Don, though, because, I mean, at least his name's Donald. <laughs> 
I never thought of that for some reason. It's literally a one vowel difference. That that pleases me. Thank you. Damn it. I should have put my name on Zoom like that. Well, anyways, um, yeah, like I I know that it's like very jazz infused. Obviously, it's like that's kind of like the whole discography, more or less. Uh, But I just noticed in this song, it like this happens with a lot of songs, too. But like it starts off with like a classic rock style. But then, yeah, psych, you asshole. There's jazz. (laughs) And it's just like, I I don't know. I'm fine with it. And I like jazz rock. and I like jazz in general. But um, at the same time, just like sometimes I kind of want something else out of a song. And just when it starts out one way and then kind of transitions to the next, it's like, this feels a little strange, especially this early, but okay. Yeah. Uh, not not exactly detrimental. I don't want that to, like, that's just kind of a note I wanted to bring up because I thought it was funny when I wrote it at the very least. Because I'm always funny, apparently, uh, with that little bit out of the way. Um, the song has, like, good energy to, like, start the entire record off, so there's, like, that much to appreciate about it. Good pacing and, like... It puts, like, a lot on display of what to expect going through the album because, like, nothing picks up too heavily. Nothing gets, like, way too quiet or anything. Yeah. It, it's not exactly all the same all the way through, but, like, it has, like, little hills and valleys. Understandable. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I find this song already a fun way to start the album. Um I find that the intro drums sound like a stock sound on my 25-year-old Yamaha keyboard. So cool um and uh i i noticed the bass in the song and if you've been here before that's literally the only thing i listen to ever um and when i don't hear it i'm just miserable um but there were a couple parts and i can't really specify where they are but like the bass is doing its thing with the music and everything's good but as the guitar is sort of doing its little wankery bit the bass is just kind of doing runs like up the scale, down the scale, up this. And I find that that is very interesting to listen to. Interesting enough that I completely ignore the guitar in the foreground and I'm too busy trying to look over it or hear over it to get to the bass. So I was very pleased with that. Yeah, least. I think that happens a lot in the middle of the song too, yes. where it's like a guitar solo. And yeah. It's like that fidgets bass line. Fidgets just being like this very like jazzy kind of like run of the bass. Yeah, like that. Like it's done a little differently in this song, but it's like it's the same style. It's the same kind of like walking scale. Yeah, I like that. Walking, there you go. That's what it is. Take the bass line for a walk. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely down for that. And I've always liked this song. Um I've only heard two songs off this entire album, like prior to this, but my, uh, my father used to play like the best of Steely Dan or something in the car. So I guess they only took the uh, cream of the crop for that album. And this song was actually on it. So I've heard this song a hell of a lot more than you have. That's for sure. Oh, probably. Cause to, I just telling you off camera too, I don't really recognize any of the songs on yeah. them. Like again, I know uh, like a lot of Steely Dan songs. What's one that I really like? Uh, uh, Kid Charlemagne, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That one's I really, good. I really dig that song. I like that one, but it's yeah. definitely not on this album. Yeah. Um. So just kind of my last couple notes with the song, Uh, like the solo and jam portion in the middle fun, just kind of like you were mentioning, although I wasn't too, I don't hate the fidgets baseline. I've just I've heard it like used a lot as like some yeah. sort of stereotype, so it just it gets a little tiresome to me. But other than that, it, that whole section's fun, keeps things lively. Uh, and yeah, using that word "butizatha" 
I'm trying to still trying to get that tongue twister. Uh, yeah. You said song repeatedly throughout the entire song didn't sit well with me because it's Eight not a times at the end, especially at the end. Yeah, because the thing is, it's not a good lyrical word to start or end a phrase with. It's so hard to sing along with, especially if you can't pronounce it right. You're just like, what is that? What is that? Well, that's why you should song. just say, what is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if you've gone to a concert and known every word you were singing back. No, I doubt it. <laughs> oh, God, I don't. Yeah, I don't know most of the songs that, or most of the lyrics that I sing. Um, but I just hope that nobody's watching my lips and calls me out on it. So it's fine. In a concert, <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Everyone's eyes are going up here and you're like right here. Until you get that one person tapping my shoulder going, yeah, name three songs by this band or get the hell out. I'm like, okay. Ooh, gatekeepers, sorry. my favorite people. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, but that, just saying that Bodhisattva like eight times at the end, a bunch of times in like the song. It's not a singable word. It's not good lyrically, but whatever. It's a title. I'll let it go. But it was just a little grating after a while. Fair. Um, I only have a, a couple more. Um, the end, I feel like kind of gets a little intense because it's just like the pickup of the tempo and everything sort of playing to kind of play the song out. But like the ending, it, I don't, it was different than the song, but not too different. It was just sort of like different adjacent. Um, don't really care much for it, but I also don't really pay much mind to it. I feel like I just wanted to mention that it was kind of strange. Um, but the song didn't feel like five minutes long because I'm definitely too busy bopping around in my seat. Um, nine out of 10 danceable. But is it nine out of 10 on your scale of songs? That's none of your business. Well, it will be soon. It is not currently. <laughs> That's fine. I can be patient because now we can just talk, talk about the rest of the album. Song yeah. number two, Razor Boy. Um, it's a nice, smooth track to kind of like contrast from the first one at the very least. So you had all yes. that bopping energy in the first. This one comes down not too much. Like it's there's still life here, <clears throat> uh, but it's good to ease into it's like we continue on and everything like that. And um, I mean, this is kind of a blanket statement. I could have started this note in the first song. Vocal harmonies are very rich and enjoyable. I mean, that just feels like every Steely Dan song ever. Yes, it is so full. I it's kind it. of like, um, like if, if you talk about like an ELP album or something like that, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, the vocal harmonies are great in this song. It's like, really, which one? Because they're like every <laughs> fucking song. Well, that, that's what happens when you have like more than one good singer in the band. They all do it. And you're just like, like... I can imagine how many arguments there were behind the scenes of how how many voices were going on this, but the fact that you guys settled with all of them has been pretty a pretty good choice. So good for you. I certainly hope vocal takes don't uh, take a whole long time to do in the studio. Like I've <laughs> I've never done it in a professional setting, so I don't know what kind of like insane layering they do for it. Yeah, but having to do three or four different layers of harmony is just like. I don't know. Well, I even back then when they're doing an analog, so it's not even like a quick cut and paste, right? It's you're getting that shit on it every time. So many takes. It's like watching the behind the scenes of like Bohemian Rhapsody or something like that. The song, not the movie. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I should. Uh, um, <clears throat> the only other note I have, this this song is like one of the shorter ones on the album for sure. Uh, yeah. There's not much happening, but like granted there are like many layers to dissect if you actually take the time to do it but uh maybe having waited like one more song for a song like this would have probably been more helpful to the actual like the run of the album itself 
Yeah. You, you could have had it come down like a little bit, <clears throat> but this one felt like, a, I don't want to say stark contrast, but it's close enough. It didn't bother me too much, but I just like, ah, maybe if you just put this one at number three would have been better. Uh, I didn't think that, but I definitely agree with the uh, amount of discernible layers is wildly enjoyable because every listen, you're just kind of picking apart and just choosing something else to listen to, which is kind of nice. Um, my my very first point for this song is I love the cruise ship sound this song gives me, but I have said I like 70s yacht rock. So like this is not a surprise. Um, it is pretty overarching for the whole album, except there are a couple songs, just like the first track that are kind of exceptions. It's less yacht rocky, but nonetheless, uh, enjoyable, uh, with razor boy. I really like the use of bells and bright percussion. That was pleasing to me. It kind of, I don't know. I, I know I've used this sort of idea before, uh, but it's like adding salt to your meal. Like the meal is delicious. Once you add salt to it, you're like, oh, okay. Like I, I see what this could be. This is delicious. And I find that this song doesn't resonate resonate with me nearly as much as some others, but it does put me in a calming mood. It just sort of brings me down a little bit, which is nice. All right, so we'll move on to the third song on the album, The Boston Rag. <laughs> nerds singing about a newspaper. What nerds? I was thinking rag like the uh, the old style of music, like the Maple Leaf rag and everything uh, like that. Well, maybe. I thought it was a newspaper. I don't know, is it? <laughs> right, you, I don't know. You tell me, tell me what you thought about it, and I'll tell you if it is. Well, I definitely didn't analyze the lyrics, so if it's about a newspaper, you, you know more than I do. <laughs> Um, right in the beginning, again, great harmonies, but like especially between the guitar and the piano, though. So that was like really cool to kind of point out. I really like that. Uh, and like a lot of playful work between the two. What the fuck are you reacting to? I'm looking at the lyrics and none of them make sense to me, but he says the words, any news was good news. So I'm going to assume it's a newspaper. All the other lyrics, I don't understand. I I, I did. I, I lied a bit. I did do some reading. I didn't read the lyrics, but apparently this yeah. might have to do with like drug abuse. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I know nothing Maybe. other than the title. So anyways, I am, I'm back down on Earth. I can hear you now. Great harmonies between the guitar and piano. A lot of playful work between the two. That's what I said in the beginning. Excellent. Uh, also, a uh, great drum, drum tone on this song, too. Like It's got that, like, that flat, punchy snare tone that's really effective. I like that. It's that same tone that like, you usually hear by the band. Uh, which mm -hmm. I, I, that's That, to me, is like the quintessential like drum sound in classic rock. Like I just There's something about LaVon Helm's style drumming and just the sound of it that I love. And so when I hear that type of thing in other music, mm -hmm. it really stands out to me. So super cool. I really enjoy it. Just enjoy everything I'm hearing with the song so far. And of course, the uh, the pedal steel sounds like nice in the song too. It's like a nice smooth layer to have on top of like an otherwise bouncy beat. So uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just uh, this one had a lot more going for it in my opinion. And I was enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I enjoyed it nearly as much. Uh, this is definitely a song I would put on in the background, but I probably wouldn't choose to listen to it. Uh, like just straight off the album. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me probably would not be dancing to it so it does not get a dance score um nice guitar to start it off very clean and you can tell that they had multiple takes because there's no way that that was played so nicely and so smoothly the first time and if it was sweet but Did you just I've like seen... backhand slap the guitarist no i've seen a behind the mute not behind the music it was like a 
fuck, uh, what was it? I don't know, some sort of show where they like go into the to the studio and they talk about how they made the album. But they were they were doing the album that has the song Peg on it. And I don't remember which one that is. Might be Asia, might be one of the other thousand they have. Um, but uh they were talking about how many times it took to do the the solo and they brought in different guitar players and just by I guess uh I don't know if it's really by nature but just by uh notoriety Steely Dan is very particular and very I'm sorry very anal about their sound so I just kind of took that idea and I'm like this sounds really nice and really good and I can imagine that they made them do it more than once so no offense to the guitar player, massive offense to Steely Dan, mostly because Donald Fagan is not going to listen to this. So we don't know that. Well, if he does, why? And also, when you said the word anal, I saw you kind of look at like the screen. Were you trying to gauge my reaction when you said that there was like this slight look on your face of like, is he going to nope. laugh? Uh, no, actually, I don't care how you think or what you think at all. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm just trying to make more eye contact because I tend to look down frequently and I want to engage more and have people see my pretty multicolored eyes. Oh, now you're just trying to like uh, rub it in, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the power to turn off your video. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I've, be- I've muted you in the past. I could just turn off your video now. That's fine. Why don't you just end the call? I was gonna say the next step would literally be kicking you out of the call and just sitting here on my own for like the next 30 minutes. Yeah, like you'd get any listeners that way. They're all for me. I know it. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get anything really special from this. Um, probably wouldn't even remember what song it was until the until the chorus comes around. I think I would remember because, like, I just just the work that was being done with the guitar and piano in the beginning yeah. just really stood out to me. So I enjoyed it that much. Fair enough. All right, we'll move on because I didn't really have any any other notes for that one. I did enjoy it, but just it was hard to write too much about it. Uh, so song number four, your gold teeth. Funky. Funky, it's huh? Funky. It is more funky and then turns into jazzy, and I was like, nice. Down so place. jazz funk that could be junky or faz no it's <laughs> some junky. faz music we're gonna go junky yeah it's very junky it's like faz it. junky <laughs> i really hope that somebody has called their music junky before yeah some self-deprecating producer in the studio uh, is like this shit sucks it's junky yeah but then it sold a million and a half records suppose so but if you're not happy with your own product is it worth it in the end I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're getting in some existential uh, and some existential thoughts that we have to save for next week. I was going to say because um, a lot of producers who might be listening are probably thinking the same thing. It's just they're just like, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> oh, no, they know. Oh, Things shit. are balls. <laughs> um, yeah, this one kind of reminded me of the second track a little bit, but with more energy and color to it. So at least had that going for it. Uh, great chord changes in the track, too. Like the composition all around is like really fun in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the guitar work is really good in it, too. I mean, I think the guitar works good, like mostly across the album. Um, it was, it's what stands out to me the most, but especially the leads in this song, too, like aside from like the electronic piano solo and like in the middle of the song, which stands out, I think the guitar is the thing that really popped out for me. Other than that, like there wasn't too much happening for me to like 
really catch on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the core, the core changes were nice though. Um, I found that I'm starting to like like I don't know how to describe it other than high speed jazz. Because the way the song ends is like high tempo. There's a lot going on. It appeals to my little pea brain. And I really like that. Um, I really like the keyboard solo in the middle. And it kind of scratches an itch that I can't reach. Probably because it's in my head and that would require a lobotomy. Uh, But if I had a lobotomy, then maybe I wouldn't be tear so many albums um so you're right um i might consider a lobotomy um i'm glad i'm right about something i didn't (laughs) and my only note my last note actually for this one is um have you seen the the video for uh the beach boys kokomo where john stamos is playing the drums in the back i'm glad i have it now that you said okay (laughs) excellent because i imagined that but playing this song is nightly entertainment on a cruise ship uh, again with the alt rock shit <laughs> boat ass boomer rock okay whatever <laughs> i'm down uh, for it yeah i know you wouldn't you probably already have your tickets reserved for a cruise that doesn't even exist i i keep saying that i want to go on that wrestling cruise <laughs> okay that's a different kind of type of <laughs> cruise together selling out so quickly i know but i want to walk around in like linen like white linen pants and like a hawaiian shirt listening to air supply in my earbuds watching grown men beat each other i was gonna like, say is that too much to ask you're not gonna watch like i don't i don't even know what the hell's going on wrestling these days john moxley versus some dude and then the intermission is fucking jimmy buffett coming into the ring and playing a few songs <laughs> it's not gonna happen that yeah. way i only only if kenny rogers and dolly parton come out to sing islands in the stream that definitely do you think chris jericho has that much money? does he is he the one that runs those cruises chris jericho? he is for the most part yeah you think he has that much money he already had to rent a fucking cruise ship now he's got to pay kenny rogers and dolly parton to show up i feel like as long as there is a buffet of fried chicken kenny rogers will do whatever you want and dolly parton's out doing things she's that just actually a mean, nice i was gonna say she's actually out yeah. doing things that mean things to the world not performing on some wrestling boat <laughs> but she is a gorgeous human being that would probably do it if you said that there was a dying child on board well there probably it's is kids are, there's, web we're there's some here. like yeah there's some like make-a-wish kid on the boat because it's <laughs> like i really want to see it and so like she's like oh my god that, that darn little Wait. child does does make a wish have an age restriction because like yes savannah they have an age restriction <laughs> and also they don't take you if you're sick in the head they just take you if you're sick and dying there's a whole difference right there <laughs> okay so, well we'll find a workaround we'll find a workaround i bet uh so my final note on this one because the song is nearly seven minutes too oh my yeah God, what an absolute right? murder uh i didn't feel like the final verse was needed uh this one didn't feel like it stretched too much until it hit about the 5 30 mark yeah which is saying a lot because getting 5 30 through a song is still kind of a length of time yeah but if you're not feeling it for that long then hey maybe it's good but then yeah that final stretch there for like a minute and a half was just like i don't know didn't need to be this long and i think i think that for a couple couple more songs coming up yeah i definitely noticed it's so long uh i could have gone for maybe two more solos even if they were really small to just sort of break it up well like like just you know how it'll just sort of uh 
maybe two bars of a guitar solo or like keyboard or something just to kind of break it up. But because we didn't get that, it did feel a lot longer than it needed to. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to do a seven minute song and not make portions feel filler. So that's why like every band is guilty of that. And so I know Steely Dan definitely is, but I mean, like even Rush is, I mean, even they've done long songs where I'm just like, okay, boys, wrap it up. We, we get it. You can play. Yeah. We know. Yeah. That's why you have to listen to their stuff from the nineties. It's only like three, four minutes long. But the stuff in the seventies is still better. (sighs) Golden era. Listen to Counterparts, save for maybe three songs. Counterparts is a decent album. Yeah, Nobody's Hero is a shitty song, and I hate it. And I will stand, I will die on that hill. I'm still in the idea that Rush's Golden Era is the 70s, and you even agreed with me by uh, top-tiering 2112 on the show. Yeah, but they're my favorite band. Of course I had to. Well, no, we really fucked Where up. Where the hell is Roll the Bones on the We really list. fucked that up. A okay, 90s just... album. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Chris is right again. Okay, so what's the next song? <laughs> Number five, uh, that that single apparently, Showbiz Kids. This was the lead single, so first one. So this is this sold this, the album. This this is what they said. Hey, buy this album. But I believe it was two or three months later they released My Old School. So which is actually the next song. So they really grouped them together. If you can't tell by my reaction, I'm not yeah. too fond of that idea. I, I need you to tell me what you think of this, please. Cool. Okay, let's start with the background vocals then. Yeah. Um, which is literally the entire fucking song, essentially. I don't even know what the hell they're saying. I tried looking up and I couldn't find the exact wording anywhere. Yeah. So whatever the fuck they say, I don't know. But it's annoying and distracting to even go through the verses with it like maybe like occasionally is fine but like the entire song it just like oh my god it's annoying it's so distracting and maybe not want to listen to it and Chris, also, do you mind do you mind if i piggyback on your points if i have similar points giddy up <laughs> i like the female backing singers those are always a pleasure it's all starting to sound the same with the constant backing vocals. I feel like I'm just repeating the first 30 seconds. Sure, there are gnarly shredding guitar in there, but I sometimes don't notice it because I'm so fixated on the singers. Continue. It's not even like the background vocals like change like chord or note or anything like that. It's just like the same fucking thing. The whole yeah. song stays the same. And again, as you kind of like hinted at, the guitar work does stand out like to the most part don't in the song. But everything else just lifeless for the most yeah. most part. And this song is shorter than the previous one, but this song is far too long. I mean, far too long. Five minutes and 24 seconds. This should have been three minutes, especially if you're going to keep repeating whatever the fuck they're saying. Because, again, I just couldn't find it anywhere. But regardless, like, surprise, I didn't like this one. <laughs> and um, if this sold the album, I would never listen to Steely Dan again. Are you kidding me? If I heard this in 1974, it's like, yeah. oh, here, here's the lead single. I'll be like. Fucking, fucking trash tears. Never uh, listen to Steely Dan again. <laughs> I'm sure there's some good stuff in the song, but I figure letting you. S- uh, I, I don't know why I wrote. Thought. <laughs> I I feel okay. So I I wrote this assuming that you weren't going to have these thoughts about this song because sometimes we don't hate the same ones. So I'm going to skip that part. Um, I just wrote. I did not care for this one solely because it was five minutes of, and I capitalized the same thing 
Yeah, it was. And like, listen, I sometimes I don't care if a song kind of drones on with the same shit over and over again. Sometimes it'd be okay depending on how it's executed and what you're doing with it, which kind of goes yeah. with that first point. It's a little redundant. But I digress. Um, but just the idea to have those background vocals go through the entire song, not change notes at all, like not change chord, not change style of how you do it. Maybe like yeah. make it polyrhythmic and make it interesting to listen to where I could be like, oh, okay, that's kind of neat. But no, it's just like, God, or this song is fucking like- boring sing it for like two bars and then cut it off for six and then sing it for two, cut it off. Just give it something, give it some life. But my only last point for this one is if I ever wanted to kill someone without touching them, I would play this song six times and they would probably take care of it themselves. Yeah, probably. I mean, it didn't, it wouldn't take me six times. Trust me. I listened to this album like three times and I was very near uh, offing myself by the third time. It was too much. The song alone, much. by the way, I don't want to throw the rest of the album under the bus, but this song. Yeah. I think you know where this is on my list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. I feel like we're going to have a match. So I, I that's will, all I have. I'll say this much because I'm going to do a fucking huge throwback here. As low as I scored the song, it still didn't go through her eyes. Old heads will know that both- one. And we both hated that one. Oh my god, we it's a good scored, album, but it's about. We even scored the album the same. Like that—that that, that has not happened since, and it likely will never happen again. Ever, ever. What are the fucking odds, man? Like seriously. Pretty low if uh, we're at episode seventy-one now. So. And like I, I we keep a list on our drive that I update, and I even started doing like the differential of like how close we were to like coming or how far apart we were. Yeah. Because like I know Dream Theater, that album was like the same. We both got the same score, and then just recently we had like a very diverse of album. I can't remember which one it was, but just it beat the Red Hot Chili Peppers with like a twenty-one yeah. point difference. I can't yeah. Remember what it was. It was recent though. Very recent. I I liked One Hot Minute better for sure. And I knew you would. <laughs> that's why i ended up choosing i was like you know what she'll probably like this one because it's like yeah. way more rock oriented and less uh, yeah. anthony rapping yeah yeah yes <laughs> thank you thank you all right we're off of showbiz kids now because uh oh, what a drudge that started side b i mean just sticks aside i guess you're good although there are um how's that look no it was just like the it started side b like w- what like you tur- like how you were saying about if it sells the album, you're listening to side B and you're like, oh, I really hope that there isn't shit after this. That's so. exactly what happened when we listened to the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> right? Side A was so good. It had everything. And then side B is just like, here's an, uh, another half of an album. Yeah. And that's it. All right. So number six, we're almost done the album now. Three more songs to go. Number six, My Old School. Isn't this the other one that you were saying is a single? Yeah, it was uh, the second single came out, uh, I think, was it October and November of 73? And it is the second and only other song aside from the first track that I have heard before uh, this whole album. So I see. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, I'll say it's a it's a pickup from the previous track. A hundred percent. Yes, it is so boppy. It get, It got a 10 out of 10 danceable. So. I, I still I would still like to know how that equates to your actual RTR score. It doesn't. Oh, good. It just adds a line to my review. Non-canonically, yeah, when you can't write enough, just yeah. here's a danceable score. Well, yeah, there's that. And also when I find myself, because like I'll listen to it on Spotify and I'll just replay the track over and over because like some first time I'm listening to it going, okay, this is the first time I'm exposing myself to it. Second time in like a non-illegal way. 
The second time... Consensual way. <laughs> yes, exactly, except they don't know. Um, second time is like, okay, I'm actually going to, you know, focus on chorus, verse, and kind of the structure. Third time is anything I've missed. And then anytime after that is if I got so into the song that I didn't do any of those things at the beginning. And it's the fourth round. And I'm like, fuck, I should probably be listening to this song. That's how I know it's danceable when I stop listening to it the first couple of times because I'm enjoying it so much. And it depends how much bopping I'm doing around in my chair. So how far away from the desk I end up at the end of the song. So do you not have a lot to say about this song? Because that was an awful long explanation about your non-canonical dance score. You were going first, but I guess if I have to. You were already taking the um, lead on that one. Well, I also just talk a lot. Uh, the chorus is so much more obvious here where the last one and I think, well, no, where was, there was one of them that I didn't actually read that note, uh, but there was one of the songs earlier. Oh yeah. Um, in the Boston rag, uh, I didn't feel that the chorus was really discernible. Um, in this one, definitely more obvious. I like that a lot. Now, my favorite part of this song, and I hope that I am explaining this correctly, the staccato notes after the chorus are my favorite, where it just plays like a riff that the, the saxophone gets in on, and it's just like very choppy. I can fucking whistle that forever, and every time it comes on, it just provides me with great joy, and I that is definitely my favorite, and I like the gentle guitar solo over it. It's, it's just magic. All it is a lot of gentle magic Johnson. In this album. very much so um yeah again i didn't have a whole lot to write for this one i, I did say it was a pickup uh i yeah. do enjoy the horns that come into the, like the second verse and beyond that i think they're fun yeah uh, it's like a nice addition to have to kind of pick up the liveliness of the song which is good to have especially coming off showbiz kids and how much i dislike that like i needed something to kind of pick me back up mm-hmm. the song isn't like I guess spoiler in some way, it's not the best one on the album, but with that said, I still enjoyed it. I'm glad that this followed showbiz kids. Cause I needed something, a palate cleanser of such. So it's good. And like, as much as I can appreciate jam sections, which I mean, this, this song has like a, I think like at least a couple of them, like in the middle and towards the end as well. Uh, as much as I can appreciate jam sections that are like, well done. Uh, part of me feels like this could have, I mean, not that it could have, it did stretch a little bit, um, I think it would have been better suited to have like a longer jam in the middle and maybe just finish with like a quick course and shorter outro. Uh, but I don't know. They kind of like spread out the jam sections a little bit. And I, I, I don't know. It felt like a weird uh, like composition choice to me. So I don't know. Maybe just me. Uh, I think it might be uh, at least with the both of us because I don't see that. But then again, this isn't my first exposure to the song. So maybe it's just sort of like, oh, this is a song I know. I don't really think too much about that. Um, But just my thoughts on this is I thought it was very, everything sounds very tight and appropriate. I love the horns. They're not overwhelming. And I feel that it actually adds to the lyrical melody. It doesn't really add to the music. It really just elevates the vocals or the lyric or yeah i guess vocals um and like you said i think it's a nice contract to showbiz kids i would and could listen to this song 86 times in a row and i'll be whistling that staccato part just as much as i do now so 
I know you said it's not your favorite one on the album, but I really wish that it was. Oh, you want us to have magic number one. So that's adorable. I, I mean, it's happened before anyways, whatever. It's fine. It's like when the whole family dresses up in matching pajamas. Okay. It just makes you feel good in your heart. It makes me feel cringe. I, I have a stone heart. Okay. I, I don't do that shit. Boo hoo. <laughs> Neither do I. I was going to say, I'll give you a minute if you need it. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm fine. That's okay. I was going to go on without you anyways. So we'll move on to the penultimate track of the album. Uh, penultimate track of the album. Yes, I was correct yeah. by saying that. Song number seven, Pearl of the Quarter. I like the twangy guitar. It's very subdued, but nonetheless nice. I think it was just like a guitar solo. It was very, I don't, I don't want to say country, but it definitely rang of a little bit of sort of country feel. Cool. Um, now I feel I'm, I'm just gonna uh spoiler not my favorite song I felt like it was kind of missing I wrote down that it was missing its musical soul but I don't really know how to justify that but it, it doesn't feel I, I don't know it feels hollow in a way I don't know maybe I'm comparing it to the other songs in the album but I I wouldn't turn it off, but I probably, again, I wouldn't choose this song with seven others that I could choose from instead. I sure hope you wouldn't choose Showbiz Kids. <laughs> okay, fine. Six. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, this one has end of album vibes at the very least, though. Yes. Uh, like, it should have been the last song. Okay, I so I, I was thinking about this, uh, and I was going to kind of work my way into the uh, this note, too, but I was I didn't write this note, but it was in my head anyways. Yeah. How there's been, like, this trend. It doesn't happen on, like, every album that we do, but there's a trend that we tend to go through right. where we listen to an album, and we'll get to, like, second last track. It's like, oh, perfect ender, and then we get to the final track, which is, like, uh, I mean, this one is, like, feels like an after credits or during credits type track. Yeah. Uh, like... And I mean, I guess there's a reason why bands do that. Maybe they like to leave on a high note and that's fine. But yeah, like it's something about songs like this. I would just feel like the perfect ender. So I, I don't know. Like maybe we're just picky about it. Um, I would say yes, uh, we're probably picky. Um, but I agree. It, it feels like the album is like a, I don't know, a Walmart exclusive that if you buy it at Walmart, you get an extra track at the end. When it's like, here's the album, and then they just slap on another one at the end. Because, yeah, there are a lot of penultimate tracks that should be just final tracks. That's it. You, it's, you're not even leaving on a high note. You're, like, when you have a song that's a little slower at the end, it just kind of feels like you're reading a book, and you've already reached the, the climax, the apex of the story. You come down, it's like... And everyone lived happily ever after. And you close the book and you're fine. It's not like, and then character B got a job at a Starbucks and it was robbed. And then the book ends, you're like, no, there's more to that story. I need to know what happened. And then the song, or then the album ends and you're like, I feel like more on a cliffhanger now than if you were to just have not done that at all. And they're, oh my God, they're definitely some albums that I recall that is just like, I really wish you didn't do that because you blue balled me. And I really, that is disrespectful. Maybe they anticipated some sort of weird thematical sequel. Maybe. I wonder if the album that came after this is any sort of 
you know, continuation, but I highly doubt it. Countdown to Ecstasy 2 in Ecstasy. b-rated horror movies that just reuse the same words sharknado 3 tornado of the sharks what sharknado 4 shark tornado it's just like (laughs) you're not even getting creative anymore right that's all it is oh my lord tor sharko (laughs) just just (laughs) making up weird dumb words at that point Countdown to XC three. Uh, you know, I'm I'm done with that joke. Yeah, we're we're done. We're done. Yeah, I I literally have nothing else to say about this one. Uh, sure. I do like the slide guitar in the song. You kind of hinted that earlier with the country twang and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Slide guitar's there, keeps everything feeling mellow, so that's kind of a nice addition. And yeah, that's all I got too. Another one that's under four minutes. Not too many of those songs on this album. Yeah, like what three, and that's it. So four of the three of the four songs on the B side, I'm just looking here, are over f- five minutes or over. This one's yeah. three minutes and forty nine seconds. This is what this was an interlude in comparison. Kind of felt like it, yeah. Well, the interlude leads to the final track on the album, song number eight, <gasps> "King of the World." You please, please, please. What about me? You go first. I stated this at the beginning. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to drag this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll state right now that, oh my God, that electronic piano tone is awful. It's yeah. actually awful. I hate it. Now, I've heard this tone in other songs, not necessarily on this album, but like just in general before. And it can be fine, but for some reason, it does not sit well in this song. And it bothered me from the word go. It didn't necessarily tank the score. It didn't make me hate the song or anything, but it bothered me enough that it was just like, I was like, please don't do that. But did they you, did. Did you like the waka waka porn guitar? That's always an Because it felt like a very, yeah, disco funk in the beginning and everything like that. I was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what are you doing? And, oh and then it went all jazzy in the end anyway. So just like disco funk, dunk. I feel like that yes. that is that is probably like a genre amalgamation that I would really enjoy is like disco funk. Junkie Jisco. Yeah. Ju- <laughs> yes. Very much so. Um, I'm not a fan of how hollow the vocals sound in the verse, but in the chorus, they like double tripled up. So that was fine. But then it went back to the hollow vocals in the, the verse. I didn't. Maybe that's why that. they always use the vocal harmonies, because just like maybe one voice just doesn't work well in Steely Dan at all maybe i don't know if it was just the way it was mixed but it just it felt like for the verse he was across the room singing to me and then in the chorus he's like singing into the microphone right into my face and i i would prefer the right into my face because far away i'm kind of like yeah 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 yeah. i don't have a quarter for you please leave me alone isn't isn't that kind of like I think something like that came up when we did the Bob Dylan album too, where it's just like, you can kind of hear where everyone is in the room. And there was one point where like Bob's like back from the mic and everyone else is just playing. Just like, you can actually hear the room in this one. Yeah. But I just imagine Bob Dylan just being cracked out on something or just being ooh wild guy. Um, and then just like walking away and everyone's like, no, 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 Bob, you have to come back to the, to the mic. Just like how you'd navigate like a geriatric dementia patient. Just like our show. <laughs> Move it right back to where it needs to go. 
Yeah. And, and this is where if we wouldn't get a copyright strike, I'd cue the video clip of uh, the close of Bob Dylan during the We Are the World performance where he's just kind of like <laughs> wobbling back and forth and just not singing, just staring off into space. Oh, he did not participate whatsoever. He was, he was probably actually obligated. Oh, to yeah. Be there. <laughs> yeah. And that that was it. It just oh, my God. He looks terrible in that video. I just, I just love because it also stays on him for a very long time too. So it's just like, he looks it's, pissed to be there. Probably, I don't give a shit about the world. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm was, the king of the world. I think this was in like what 1984 or something. Oh, 1983. Yeah, it was like early and, mid 80s somewhere. In yeah. There. So I can imagine that he's like, "You pulled me off a tour for this? Are you fucked?" I gotta join the traveling wheelberry soon. <laughs> Oh, that was a good group. We should do one of their albums. Well, that's or up to the, you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not putting it on. Right. I'm going to do that. Right now as we're doing the review. Yeah. Um, I only have two more, uh, two and a half more notes. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, so I do like the delayed guitar in the verses. I think they're great. Please don't put that album too high up, though. <laughs> don't touch season four. Leave it alone. Already, I won't, I promise. I already had to put a request in there. Wink, nudge, we have a request I, coming up. I pick the stupid albums you pick when we do. Oh, them. you have a stupid one coming up. Oh, that one I've been hinting at for a while, too. That's finally coming this up in the next in, handful what, of weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for it. I already know what my number one song is. It's the one that I keep listening to constantly. Um, it's not the one you think it was going to be, but I'm so excited is to see. Is that song on that album? Yes, it is. Of course okay. it is. Yeah, it's right. their debut. And I think, are they not one hit wonders? Is that the only song that they have? Uh, for the most part, yes. Okay. Yes. That's the only, the only song that anyone would ever know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so weird to play like the, the pronoun game right now, and I'm, I can't say the name of the band yet. <laughs> I'm excited. I just on a whim added it and you have been pissed about it the whole time. I'm it's so going to be an interesting episode. I will ah! say that much. The fact that you're forcing me to listen to that album like three or four times in a week yeah. is uh, crazy to me. I've already <laughs> been listening to it, so it's fine. Of course, because you chose it. Uh, again, my notes. Uh, the delay guitar yes. in the verses. I think they're really cool. Uh, they're kind of quiet in the mix, but it's like in the background. It's nice to hear. It adds a nice little texture to the song. Pretty cool. Uh, there are certain instrumental portions and layers that just don't sit well with me. I mean, they're not necessarily awful, but I don't like the way they fit in, like i.e. that electronic piano. Yeah. Uh, just not digging it. And just other sounds, certain other sounds too, like synth sounds. Uh, I don't know. Uh not super fond of this one. Obviously not as bad as uh, Showbiz Kids. Uh, Pearl of the Quarter should have been the ender, though. This doesn't, I, even, this, this doesn't work as a credits or post-credits song. This should have just been, like, before, and then Pearl of the Quarter should have ended it. I agree. Um, I only have a couple more notes, um, aside from it being so, so jazzy. Um, there's so much going on here. Why couldn't this have been earlier in the record? So definitely understand. I really wish I would maybe first or second song on the B side would have been fine. Leave the A side alone. I don't think it should have been there. Um, but I do like this one. Um, there's so much to digest that I let it play at least seven times before I realized that I literally hadn't written anything down. Like I had said earlier, I just kind of let it play. And then I was like, Oh shit, I probably should say something about it. Um, it, this one is an eight out of 10 danceable, but only to discover it was whiplash because at the end, I have no idea what instrument I should be following to bob my head to. And, and then I ended up breaking my neck. So. Oh, thank God. You're not going to be in the podcast anymore. Wait a minute. You're a liar. You're still here. Your mic is hot. 
I hear you. You should have broken your neck. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'm not going to double down on it? Go ahead. Oh, and go there, dare you. Oh, I thought you were better than that, but apparently you're not. So Hell no. Didn't I just call you your soul slate gray last week when you were pointing out your walls? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. There you go. See, I, you'll find that I am kind. Those are my kindest words. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. With that said, we have reached the end of Steely Dan's Countdown to Ecstasy. So, hey, thank you very much for hanging out and making it this far the album, or the show, I should say, this particular episode. Uh, if you like what you've heard so far and you have opinions about the album, please let us know, or maybe you have opinions about our opinions. Let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening, because there's comment sections everywhere that you can be listening to this on YouTube, audio platforms, don't really matter. Social media, over there too, why not? But yeah, go ahead, do that, let us know, because we are curious. We don't want to just be the only ones droning on about things we want to hear your opinions too yes and pay us money so we can afford better opinions copy.com slash rate the record damn Just right throw that one out there real quick. why not you heard it she demanded it all right so with all of our uh grand opinions about the album out of the way and while you're writing yours down in the comments of wherever you're listening to this podcast we will move on to part two or three of the podcast the song ranking portion because you know things have got to be bad and things have got to be good and we got to find out what's what so <laughs> instead of rambling above our heads boom graphics have changed there are names there are numbers so there's going to be more names song names to be specific because that's exactly what we're going to do now it said least favorite to favorite worst to best uh not so coolest to coolest whatever you want to rank them as this one, I, I'm literally doing a worst to best here. All right. If, if we if I haven't made that clear enough in my review, I mean, there's definitely a worst on my list. Now, how many out of eight do you think we're going to match? At least one? Last time we did uh, uh, eight songs, we actually broke a record on the show for the, the most three. matches. That's not yeah. going to happen this time. Um, one for sure. I feel like it's got to be one for sure. I'm also going to say one for sure. Everything else is just like, nah. <laughs> I'll leave it at one and be happy if it happens. Okay. All right. So, well, I guess we'll just uh, jump into it because that's what we got to do now. So, my song number eight, I wonder what the hell that could be. Showbiz Kids. Oh, my God. So is mine. Good. Yeah. And that's the one I was like, ah, oh, it's got to be number one or number eight. It is number one of the worst. I did not care yeah, for it. If we go in reverse order, it's it's number one. Not bad. <laughs> number seven, Razor Boy. Pearl of the Quarter. Pearl. I almost wrote Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? Now we we liked Pearl Jam better, I think. Uh, we've done two of them so far. Uh, number six, King of the World. Your teeth. I'd, I'd ask you not to call me up for not brushing my teeth. Thank you. I'm sorry. I can't help it, but if you weren't so disgusting, maybe I wouldn't have to. <laughs> Stink breath. <laughs> Song number five, uh, Your Gold Teeth. Uh, very close. Uh, Le Boston the Rag. It's kind of a mix of I don't know right there. Uh, number four, Bodhisattva. Razor Boy. I think kind of. I kind of think of like a razor, like a like a blade, or I also think of a boy with like a razor scooter. Or how about a child Scott Hall? 
I'm surprised you didn't make that reference. Oh my god, I didn't, but it's hilarious. Little to think boy of. Razor Ramon, like the, the just, bad I'm the bad kid, and he's got the it, toothpick on the playground and shit. But he has to dress like him with the oversized knee pads, the trunks, the Tony Montana the, accent, and the little gelled curl on his forehead. The teacher's oh. just like, Do you know why you're going to the office? And he's just like, Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, rest in peace, Scott Hall. My god, that sucks good times that's funny though uh number three my old school speaking of school king of the world speaking of school in the world mm-hmm. did he ever win king of the ring or was he not around for that i don't recall i know he was intercontinent intercontinental champion but i don't think he won anything beyond that wasn't that part of that infamous ladder match with Shawn michaels yes yes i believe and it was like the first ladder match i think yeah. hey, wasn't that wrestlemania 10 Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, Pearl of the Quarter. Number two, Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. And number one, the Boston Rag. Number one, my old school. Well, at least we were correct in assuming there was only going to be one right match there. Well, I can imagine with the amount of shit talking we did for that one track, we had to do it. If you're like, yeah, no, that's my number three, I'd be like, are you... What is it? What are? I would okay? be confused if it was your number seven. <laughs> Has to be like, number eight, or that's it. I don't think anything good was said except that you like you like the female background singers for like the first thirty seconds. And it was fine until I realized it was going to be through the whole fucking song. And then I was like, okay, okay, this is this is not nails on a chalkboard. This is nails on the inside of my cranium, and I'd like to die. No, well, thank, you. Uh, thank you, Steely Dan, for. Uh, torturing us with that i suppose yes thank you thank you very much although although most of your songs are really good and and i do want to use this time because it is relevant uh donald fagan's um solo record called the Nightfly, which was released i think in like 1980 solid love it absolutely love it i honestly would probably listen to that over steely dan but it is really good and i really like it interesting interesting yeah, don't know if it's like your type of thing. Um, is it more yacht is... rock? No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. Kind of borders. Maybe. Kind of borders. Yeah, but international really... borders. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. cruise ship joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I I really like it. So just so you know that it exists, if you're interested in checking that out, I really like that. So. Well, I have a classic rock radio show that I host, so I mean, like, I kind of have to uh, consider these things sometimes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I'm going to start requesting songs. I don't know why I haven't You should. Before. I'm surprised you yeah, haven't. Me too. Fact, uh, th- this coming Sunday, the next show, the Boston Rag is actually, put, I, I put that on the list. That's I was, awesome. When I listened to the album, I was like, I'm putting the Boston Rag on the show. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Well, for uh, for future shows, so you don't stack it all up with Steely Dan content, oh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll request Only something one- off his solo. Only once a week you'll you'll hear a band. I'm not gonna play like we're not like fucking. I'm not gonna call it any radio stations. We're not like those stations who do like a band twice in two hours type thing. There was a, there was a long portion I just had to cut out there because we just went on a completely uh, irrelevant tangent. Because now we have to move on to the final part of the episode, and that is of yes. course rating the record. You know the title track itself. So yes. let's go ahead and do that new swoosh. New. <laughs> Alrighty then. Hey, look at that. It's the album rating list. Oh God, this thing is disgusting. It, it's it just. 
B. I was gonna make a B I joke. Played in I played no know. part in this. This is my first show. I don't have enough fingers on both hands to count the amount of your albums in the B tier. <laughs> if I just keep like fluttering my eyes to the camera and smiling, is that going to absolve me of any responsibility for how many albums are in the B tier? No, because we're not on screen right now. Just the album rating screen. <laughs> and it's not working on me. I have no soul. So Damn it. I okay. have no heart and no soul. So no, you're oh. not going to. No. Anyway. so hard. We do have a job to do right now. I mean, so we've already hard. kind of done it. We got to do the last part of it. Rating the album itself. Steely Dance Countdown to Ecstasy as chosen by Savannah this week. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we are on a run of B tier albums. Will this one end up in the B tier as well? Uh, Probably. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't even be a, a hope like hopeful anymore. It's just will it? Yeah, probably. We're like four in a row now. Like when season four started, like People things were looking up. Things were looking Hell up. Yeah. yeah, like we had like the tea party. We had Michael Jackson. Like we almost had Chad. Thanks, no thanks for that. Yeah, that's pretty good though. But Steely Dan, I just got a feeling <laughs> it's it's going to be where it belongs. There you All go. Right. I uh, picked it, you first. Well, I was going to say, uh, it's going to be where it belongs, but at the same time, I didn't even be tier. I actually ended up C tiering it. <gasps> uh, not not as, uh, I didn't know where I was going to expect it, but it didn't go as low as I was thinking at the very least. 69.37. Wow. Well, we definitely B tiered this shit. Hell yeah. Um, so I scored at a 72.25. But I do want to say I actually have never listened to this album and just one day I added it to the list. So it's not one that I'm like, oh, my God, I totally love this. I just wanted to listen to it. And now I know. Well, we've that's been our dynamic for a while now. Like, I'll choose albums that I like and you'll choose albums that you just want to hear. Yeah, well, for this one, out of eight songs, I knew two of them. So it's 25 percent. And walking away from this album, the amount of songs that I like is 25%. I still just like the songs that I liked before. Plus Fair. King plus King of the World. That was okay. All righty then. Fair enough then. Uh, but our final score combined, mm. yes, it is indeed a B tier once aye, again. Aye, aye. B minus tier to be exact at 70.81%. 70.81 puts it between Porcupine Tree and No Doubt. So I'm no sorry, Porcupine Tree. You have been ousted, ousted down a notch. Oi, oi. Uh, and I that mean, was another one of my picks, too. That you, uh, that I actually scored he, higher than you. <laughs> yeah, and no doubt was my pick, too. Wow, was it? I think so. Yes, yes, it was. Ay, ay, ay. Wow. What, really, what, what did I say before? Uh, I should have gotten another co host. You were second best. Yes, you are second best. <laughs> I mean, is it a shocker anymore that we still have B tier albums at this We're point? We're so fucking bad at this. Oh this Lord. is why we literally have the disclaimer in the beginning telling people not to <laughs> listen to what we say. We're just here being dumb, and we're glad that you appreciate that that people are being dumb. I'm not any different in my regular life. <laughs> Don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, I never said we I'm were characters. Shit, I'm this <laughs> shitty every day. <laughs> we are not characters or caricatures of ourselves. We are just us. And just like my shirt says, I survived oh, this album. My, mine says Adidas. <laughs> All day I dream. Hey, I like that corn Adi- song, by the way. Adidas. Yep. That, I like the European 
pronunciation. I see. It's a better corn song. But anyways, um, we are now at the end of the album review, ranking and rating and all that kind of stuff. A Steely Dance Countdown to XCC, episode 71. So, hey, thank you very much once again for making it this far through the episode and listening to everything we've had to say, whether it was a lot or not, regardless, we did it all anyways. But make sure you let us know what you thought of this album down in the comments of wherever you're listening. What did you think of the album? What do you think of the rankings, the ratings? What do yours look like? Are we right or wrong? Why are we? You can always let us know. Go ahead. It's fine. Uh, I can't speak on behalf of Savannah, but I'm not made of glass. It's fine. You can you can kind of hurt my feelings. Don't don't hurt my feelings, though. <laughs> I am fragile. I have uh, thin skin. And if you don't agree with me, I will never read your comment. So... I'm usually the first Sorry. one to see the comments anyway. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes I will read them. Uh, but for some reason over the last 71 uh episodes, every every comment I actually do see, because it'll pop up on my my cell phone, um, they're actually been pretty positive. So thank you for even if you disagree, uh not being a jerk. So thank you for that. It saves me and my mental health. There you go. You're doing something positive, even if you don't agree with us. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, always curious to know your opinions because, obviously, that's part of the musical discussion, musical community that mm-hmm. we want to build. That's obviously a, an integral part aside from just the support that you can do. So, yeah, you can like us all over on the uh, the audio platforms and the video platform, the only video platform that we're actually on, which is here <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, yeah, go ahead and follow us over there. Like us and let us know what you think. Uh, also over all, like, on our social medias and everything like that, Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can follow us there. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah. Join the album giveaway remember uh, March 2023 we're giving away Bush's 16 stone there is still time so go ahead and hop in on that there's not a whole lot of time but there's time indeed so go ahead and try for that uh, and also request albums because we are we, we get plenty of requests we're excited to do them we have another yeah. one coming up a little later in the season so by all means stick around for it all of that all of those things you could do found at ratetherecord.ca hell yeah and I just want to piggyback on the request thing um, we are not getting requests at the rate in which I desire them. Um, I really like to hear bands that I've never heard of or have wanted to get around to listening to, but haven't. So if you are thinking, oh, maybe I'll request one or I don't really know. No, just do it. Uh, we are definitely gung ho to do it. And I'm very excited. So I look forward to all of your pending requests or the ones that we've actually scheduled. They they please me greatly. So thank you. Yes. And in case we have that one listener who made a request, I, I usually respond to people who request. Um, I didn't re- respond to this person yet, but it, just to, so you know who you are out there, it's an instrumental album that we had a request for. I'll say that at the very least. Uh, and it's something you've very likely not heard before. So, hey, there you go. Something new to look forward yeah, to. I like the new stuff. It's great. Whether I like it or not, I'm very pleased to listen to something brand new. So. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's then. This is now we're at the end of the episode, but we still do have to give you a little sneak preview of what to expect next week. It's not that particular request album that's coming soon. Next week is my choice, so you know it's going to be a good album. Oh, just go ahead and disagree. Where you got another eight-year album again? Very well, maybe. Um, The only uh, usually kind of give some sort of clue here. All I'm going to say is. Uh, to anyone who's been watching the podcast long enough, I've brought this artist up many, many times as examples in past episodes already. And yes, we're finally doing it. We're doing uh, Bob Dylan again. Highway 66 revisited. <laughs> God revisited damn it. Old Bobby D. <laughs> I knew you couldn't get enough of me. <laughs> 
No, he's never been an example. He's just been the uh, the character I always jump to because it's the easiest form of comedy I can think of as annoying. <laughs> so but yes, if you if you've been listening enough, you know exactly who's coming up next week, and I'm so excited to finally been doing this. I've, I, it was later in the year, but I decided to pull it right back to now. It's like fuck it, we're doing it. Hell yes, I look it's gonna be exciting. To that. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be good. So I uh, hope you're looking forward to it too. And if you don't know who it is, don't worry. You have a whole week to figure it out. But until then, go listen to some awesome music like Steely Dan if you like it. Why not? And we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye bye.